Welcome back, everyone. This is Pastor Jung here at Faith Lutheran Church in Moorpark, California. And God blessings to you this day as we continue in our study of the book of Ephesians. And there's a lot of good stuff today. And um, I'm, I'm just so happy that you're here with me uh, wherever, however, whichever uh, you are. Uh, thank you for joining me this day as we dig deeper into God's word. And yeah, digging deeper into the joy of Christ and what it means to walk in love and also the tension that is at hand, as St. Paul uh, very well knows, uh, of, uh, for the Ephesians. Uh, why, don't we, uh, uh, why don't we start with a word of prayer? Dearly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. Lord, bless us in our study as we continue uh, to discern and uh, grant us your wisdom and strength and bless us as we are invigorated by this study. Lead us, O Lord, um, in all things of your word. Lord, bless us this day. We thank you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, today, why don't we just kick in, get right at it. Ephesians Chapter 5, verses 2 to 9. Okay, context. Again, if you've missed any parts of our uh, Bible study, please go back uh, to our YouTube page, archived all the Bible studies, Ephesians, from Ephesians chapter 1 to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. It's all there. Today we're on 2 to 9. If you need a devotion, if you need some sermons, if you need a live recording of our full service, uh, it's all up there. We are just a treasure trove of endless goods. And well, that's what we do. That's how we do, you know. <laughs> and uh, I know that's kind of cheesy. Anyways, uh, but it's true. You know, this is uh, this is what we do, and we continue uh, to to give you the fire hydrant, full bore of the word. All right. So why don't we kick in here? Uh, thank you for joining us, Pastor Jung, here, Faith Lutheran Church, Moore Park, California, nine three zero two one. All right. Context. Ephesians 5, what is happening here? Again, as we look at this lovely uh, color-coordinated color in some random way, I just like colors, so I just use everyone just to make it look, uh, you know, variety. But here in the context, uh, we see um, in chapter 4 and 5, the last two verses before Ephesians 5, 2 to 9, we see 4.32, be kind to one another and tenderhearted, just as Christ forgave you. Right? Verse 5 1, on the heels of this word of St. Paul, 5 1, be imitators of God as beloved children. So, why is this, why am I bringing up this context? Because it's very important to, to read this text in the context, not in your context, but in the context of St. Paul, as he is telling the Ephesians um, that yes, Christ has forgiven you. You are forgiven of all your sins, all by the blood that was shed for you at Calvary. In your baptism there too, rise up uh, and wash away your sins uh, through holy baptism. Um, and there he is telling them, basically, that because of what God has done, full grace of God, that now by his forgiveness you are beloved children. You are loved Piedos, as uh, as children of God through 
the blood that was shed for you. There's no ifs, ands, or buts around this reality that for you, God has forgiven you of your sins all by the blood that was shed for you, right? This for you uh, really takes us out of the equation in the sense of what it means to be a beloved child of God. But it's by God's grace, His mercy, His compassion, Jesus enduring the cross for you. Okay, so in this context, as we proceed, uh, there we continue in St. Paul's verse 2, walk in love. That's right, have your Bible out as we do this. Have your Bible out and walk with me. Get it? <laughs> um, yes, this is recorded live. So what I say, I can't take back. Anyways, uh, verse 2, and walk in love. Okay. 432, remember, as we look at uh, Ephesians 432, be kind and tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as, 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 comparative to or related to God who, who, who in Christ forgave you. And likewise in verse 2, or even in verse 1, as, as, beloved children, comparative to who you are, redeemed and purchased and won for, not by gold or silver, but by the precious blood of our Lord. There you go. And now in verse 2, and walk in love as... Get what I'm trying to say here? As Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So walk in love as, we see this word as, comparative to, connected to, because of, right? And here in the as, um, there we proceed. Not as separate entities trying to walk in love by our own energy or our own steam, but rather by the love of Christ. As Christ does lo loved us, we know how to love. So therefore, because of his love, we see what this love is in the one true faith. And there we proceed walking in this faith. Now, walking is that picture of that, that life of faith as we continue to, to, to tread on that path of the word. And, and uh, though we face many things, we continue to walk in love, the love of Christ, and that is his blood, that is his death and resurrection, that is the 432.51 for you, beloved children. How are you, beloved children of God? All by what he has done for you. So walk in what, in this context. All right, so um, walking in love as Christ loved us, and it says right there, right, his death and resurrection gave himself up for us. That's how he loves you. Standing in your place, becoming sin for us, uh, bearing our sin, uh, being baptized, right? In the River Jordan there, St. John the Baptist, uh, what does he say? Um, I am not worthy to untie the sandals uh, of his feet. And, and, and there Jesus was literally proclaiming, or by the word of God, uh, beloved, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Uh, there he was proclaiming himself as, as what he has come to do, and that is to take upon sins and die for the sins of the world. And there we see this, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Christ offers his life and he delivers you by his death and resurrection, this, this uh, sacrifice. So therefore, you walk in the love of Christ. Right? Walk. Right? This is the picture of faith. Now, in this walk, um, you might face 
a lot of St. Paul doesn't um, he doesn't uh, shy away from what is really happening. And here we see that though they are beloved children of God, it doesn't negate the fact that they still face these former life temptations. Ephesians formerly were pagans, and they had a lot of idol worship. He lists out all these things in verse 3 and 4 about the tension to which they can easily fall back on because we know the sinful nature. We know how easy it is uh, to, to, to fall, right, uh, into these very sins. He knows, St. Paul knows that no one is immune, that until the day our Lord takes us home, this old Adam, this, this old man, this sinful flesh will continue to cling and wrangle and harass. The devil is there, always trying to tempt us in so many different ways. And St. Paul is saying, discern, be aware, right? As children of light, that's my light bulb right there. Do you see it? My light bulb? Like my drawing? Oh, it should be like this, actually. We should make the little curvy... Uh... There we go, right? Boom. Anyways, uh, here we see the picture of as we walk as children of light, as we walk in love, now we see a different life. Formerly as pagans, when you are pagan, you are walking in darkness. Now, when you're walking in darkness, there you will see nothing but darkness, Right? Um, because you're in the dark. And you don't even know that it's dark because you're in the dark. Make sense? But when you are walking um, as children of God, walking in the love that Christ has first showed you through his love, the fragrant offering, giving himself up um, as a sacrifice, there we walk as children of the light. That is I, the I am, the I am the light of the world that we actually see now in this light when darkness is there. And that's why now, as new created, uh, the old is gone, the new has come, they are forgiven and covered by the blood of Christ as they rejoice in the baptism that he has called them into. Here they face their old nature. A nature that they never saw before in this way. Right? And here St. Paul is really unfleshing um, the temptations that are at hand. Okay, so verse 3, read along with me. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among the saints. Right? Sexual immorality, impurity, covetousness. We could also say this about verse 4, about crude, filthy, and foolish talk. Why don't we read that right there? Let there be no filthiness, verse 4, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead uh, let there be thanksgiving. All right. So, going back to verse 3, about being named among us, right? Uh, It says right there, uh, uh, must not even be named. Now, again, what is it about the name? Um, hallowed be thy name, it says in the catechism, right? As we pray the prayer that the Lord has taught us. Now, what does this mean? Well, God's name is certainly holy in itself, 
uh, but we pray in this petition uh, that it may be kept holy among us also. How is God's name kept holy? Uh, God's name is kept holy when the word of God is taught in truth and purity. All right. And we as the children of God also lead holy lives according to it. Help us to do this, dear Father in heaven. But anyone who teaches or lives contrary to God's word profanes the name of God among us. Protect us from this heavenly father. That's what we should be thinking and dwelling upon as we pray, hallowed be thy name. That it's taught in truth and purity that we lead holy lives according to the word of God. Not what we want the word of God to be, but according to that word, because this is the name that we live under. And when we do fall short, as it says uh, in our explanation, that we profane the name of God. So the tension here is what? Is our identity. Are we caught up in the name of sexual immorality, impurity, covetousness, crude, filthy, and foolishness talk? I mean, what name are we uh, uh, bound to? What name identifies us, right? Because as children of light, you are facing a different battle that you've never seen before. Yes, the battle is always there. But now as children of light, you see the identity crisis that is at hand or the possible identity crisis of these great temptations that lure you away from the true name that you were called to 432 51 verse 2 right as well as you are the saints what how are you a saint you are all saints how do you know right by the blood right of christ by your baptism again all these things are not your work right It is God who claims you by the the very power of God's word. The word made flesh, the incarnation, dying and rising for the sins of the world, for the benefits of his death and resurrection. Jesus institutes baptism, calling you by name, and you are his by his redemption, and therefore you are the saints, and that is your name. Yet at the same time, again, as I said earlier, this is what we still face. We should not be, what's the word? downplaying the reality of this spiritual battle. We should not be sweeping it under the rug as if it's no big deal or that we can work it out or negotiate or deal with it, right? But rather, St. Paul is saying, no, this is the dynamic that you face, right? What name do you live under? And he is telling them, uh, uh, no one of this name, uh, it it is, sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me do it perfectly. Must not even be named among us among you, as is proper among the saints. That is verse 3. What name? Now as children of light, when we fall short, we are profaning the name of God. Right? We are not leading holy lives according to his word. Of course, in that tension, what do we do? There we repent, we are absolved, and there we rest in sainthood, and that is the forgiveness of sins outpoured to us by the word and the sacraments, right? So it's more now of what name, because you are new, uh, because you are not just simply old in that old creation, but you have been restored and redeemed, there in this name you see a different battle, and St. Paul is really uh, showing them that this is what they're facing, right? This is what they're facing, and there is a danger there because he very well knows uh, their old pagan life. Okay, so in that tension as we see it, and, and I want you to see this, right? Sexual immorality, we, we know that is, 
you know, uh, the danger of that is what? That there as we persist, right? There as we fall to sexual immorality, soon enough, you know, this name uh, becomes, uh, it is washed to and fro and, and, and so easily that these things can actually become the identity to which we live, move, and have our being. Right? That is what is at stake. That is why the word of God is so important, the law and the gospel, because there we see uh, the law shows us our sin. We repent. Convicted we are, we repent. And there, uh, by the gift of Christ and, and, and his work upon his death and resurrection, there we rest in the promise that he gives. Right? And this is, this is the tension that we face. Do you see it? What comes out of your mouth? Uh, uh, commandment 8. Right? Even commandment, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, commandment uh, 5 as well. Right? Um, uh, also, uh, the sins of, of sexual impurity, of, of uh, uh, commandment 6, uh, commandment covetousness, greed, commandments 9 and 10, and even klepto, uh, commandment 7. Right? We, we see all these different tensions that are coming about, and at the end of the day, what is at stake is, is the name. The name that easily can be blurried by all these sins of, of all these sins that are um, of their former life, and we too can definitely resonate with that. See, the children of light isn't about being perfect or keeping up to be perfect, but rather, as children of light, now to see and discern what is really going on in the spiritual tension and battle that is at hand. Someone who is not of children of light lives as they please, does what they feel is good, and they just roll with it, right? For us, as I always tell new confirmands new, uh, in the instruction, I would always tell them, now you're entering a different life, a different battle that you've never seen before. A spiritual battle that no longer are you just on this one road, but here we see this, this tension of, of being a saint, right? Being covered by the blood of Christ, being forgiven of our sins. What a great joy this is. Yet at the same time, we see the devil harassing us, the flesh, the world, our sin, so many different ways. And this is the tension until the end of time. And as I always say in this little swing, as I'm swinging back and forth, this whole picture of the law and the gospel, the law and the gospel, the law See, I'm swinging. The law and the gospel. And, and, and this, is the, this, is, this is what St. Paul is really bringing out here. This is the name that you've been brought into. And now you see this. And now you repent. Your former self would just go with it. Your former self would just persist in it. Your former self would just rely on the flesh and, and find that fulfillment in these very things. And we see a world today that is doing that very thing, Right? And for us, um, uh, we, we speak the truth uh, to, to, to safeguard, to, to, to protect out of love, because we very well know how easy it is to fall to these false names, these, these sins, right? But rather, as it says in here, verse 4, uh, to have thanksgiving. And that is a picture of uh, first article of the creed, right? Uh, why does our Lord do all these things, right? Out of his own fatherly divine goodness without any merit or worthiness in me. Therefore, it is my duty to thank, praise, serve, and obey him. Thank, praise, serve, and obey him. All in the life of a saint, right? Praise God from whom all blessings flow. 
Thanksgiving, sainthood, name, gospel, blood of Christ. Thanks be to God for all that he gives and continues to give. Right? All right. So, uh, in this tension, as St. Paul lays out here, as children of light, in, in, in all that they are facing, or the, the possible temptations of their former life, their pagan, their pagan life, he continues on here in verse 5. Um, why don't we read this? Uh, For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure, or who is covetousness, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. So here in verse 5, he is really showing them the potential of persistence, right? Um, um, you know, we all fall short. We do. Um, and there, um, in the life of faith, we are sorrow for our sin, contrition. We repent and confess our sins to God. And there we, we trust and rest in, in the gospel that he gives in Jesus Christ. Right? But the thing is, the potential of persistence is this, is that as we continue down this path of sexual immorality, impurity, covetousness, filthy talk, foolish talk, lust, uh, all of it, idolatry, what happens? We tell ourselves at the beginning, oh, it's not so bad. What, what does it hurt? Right? But then after a while, as we persist in this sin, we, we see everything morphing into everything of the flesh, and our name becomes about these things as we persist in it. And soon enough, you know, we look back and all there is is darkness. See, that's a danger. You know, the, the, you know, you know I think the human flesh, we, we think too much of ourselves in a sense of, we tell ourselves, we got this, I can handle this, right? You know, St. Paul knows the reality, and we all know the reality of our sin, and we know the danger that is at hand, right? Did God really say, um, the devil said to Adam and Eve, and we know that that was just a little, little stepping stone to what they proceeded to do. And that's how it is with sin. Oh, it's not so bad. And we continue on with it. We continue on with it. We persist in it. And that persistence, I mean, is there is no repentance. There is no conviction of sin. There is no sorrow. It's just like, it feels good. You know, I'm going to go with it. And um, there is no repentance. And I'm just going to um, live in it. And what St. Paul is warning here is that if this is the case, Right? If you are persisting in this sin, and we see a world right now that does that, and when we do uh, speak the truth uh, through the law and gospel, uh, a lot of times people just, uh, you know, they, they are really offended by what we have to say. But honestly, it is out of love. Because here we see in the text, um, uh, these people, these idolaters, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Right? It will end in destruction. All right, uh, continuing on here. Um, so this is, this is definitely the, 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 the danger of persisting in sin. Because that persistence evolves into what? Why don't we read verses 6 to 8? Uh, Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience Therefore, do not become partners with them, for at one time you were darkness, but now you are in the light. Walk as children of light. So, um, as we see right here in verse 6 to 8, do not be partners with them. That is the empty words. That is the sons of disobedience. That is of the pagan life. Because, you know, being partners with them is that fellowship. 
And when you have that fellowship, it, you are joining together in what you, you, you believe, right? And becoming partners with them is very dangerous in a sense where there our name becomes about these things. And soon enough, what happens? Um, as it says in verse uh, 6, there is no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God, Right? Uh, therefore, do not become partners with them, verse 7, verse 8. For at one time you were dark, darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. So once you were in darkness, and in your darkness, you would have, in your pagan life, would have done all these things, right? But now, because of the grace of God, right here, as Christ loved us, as beloved children, as Christ forgave you, and therefore there you are the light. To walk in this light. You were once darkness, but now you are light. Right? In the Lord. In the Lord. And now in the Lord, in this life of faith, you see the tension. The law to the gospel. The old man to the new man. And there daily we fight. They, daily we, we, we see the spiritual battle. Daily we repent um, as we as we rest in in the Lord's promise, and, and this is what the children of light is all about. You know, repentance is important because it's not only confessing our sins, right? But also, it's what it is praying to the Lord that the Holy Spirit may guide us to turn from this sin in the future, to 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 see that battle and fight and say, yes, this is a sin. This is profaning the name of God. I am not hallowing God's name. That's see, that's the children of light. They they are able to see and discern what is really going on. They're not pulling any excuses. They're not saying, well, it's not so bad. I'm a good person. I've done all that. No, when we see a sin for what it is, it's the children of light that are convicted that see their sin. And what do they do? Of course, in faith, they repent, right? So as we continue here, uh, as we see uh, the darkness to light, yeah, he reminds them, this is who you are. This is your name. How do you know? Passive receiving, word, and sacrament. This is all given to you by the grace of God. Not of your own doing. Not I, 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 but Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Verbing, verbing, verbing. Right? And there you walk as children of light. This is the tension. Trust me, kids. I mean, not kids, sorry. That's my other recording that I have to do today for the Kids Friday. Oops. But trust me, you guys. You know, when we talk about this, uh, this tension, we all face it. Let's be honest. But what differentiates this tension is what? That there at the end of the day, in our sin, we rest in Christ and what he has done. It always ends on Jesus. That is the beauty of repentance and the forgiveness of sins, just as Jesus told the apostles to, to preach, right? That there it always ends on the gospel. That is for you. Children of light, again, you know what I'm talking about. Children of darkness, left in the dark, living in how they please, in this separatedness, in this, in this flesh, um, in all the idols that are before them. And the darkness says, fine and dandy. 
The devil says, you got this. Keep on going, right? Because this is your name. But then for the Ephesians, as they were brought into the gospel by the very word of God given to them, faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God, even in their baptism in the Lord, as they are lied in baptismal, right? In the Lord. How are they grafted into the Lord? By his grace. There they have a new creation restored and redeemed. And now as they walk in the life of faith, they see a different tension. It's not that it's not there anymore. Trust me. Romans 7, St. Paul truly shows us that he does not have the ability to carry out. He does actually the very thing that he hates. And here in this tension, now in Children of Light, what do we do? We rest on Christ. It's always about Jesus. Right? That's why walking in the light is so great. It's always about Jesus. Right? You're not on your own in this. But you have to ask yourself, what does it mean to be a child um, of God. What does it mean to be the children of light? How was I a children of light? Did I do anything for that? Or was it the Holy Spirit who granted me faith in the word of God, creating faith in me, not by my own human reason or strength, but by his grace, calling me to the gospel and, and keeping me in the true faith in Christ alone. And, and that is all the work of God. And that's the name to which we live. It's not about perfection. I, I think a lot of times if we're a legalist here, um, and again, uh, this goes back to our understanding of original sin. A lot of people think that original sin is just simply a mistake or a bad choice that we do on a daily basis. No, it's deeper than that. It cuts deeper, right? Uh, this, this, it's not just a choice or a bad choice or a bad decision or a bad life, life choice. No, it, it is rooted in sin. And in that sin, in that deep shard that was brought to us ever since the fall that we're born into this sin we we know the reality right it's not like in our legalism we can just overcome it no it's only christ and the forgiveness that he gives right and this is the picture of what it means to truly be in the name i know that's a segue kind of out of order uh kind of uh what's the word kind of tangent tangential but uh you know what i'm saying here Right? It's not about just looking at this text. Okay, I gotta walk as a child of light. I gotta do all these things. I gotta, and it's good, right? We, we see that tension. We, we know that we ought to turn from our sin, of course. But that's not what makes you children of light. At the end of the day, it's Jesus. It is that repentance and forgiveness. It is resting on in his love, in the Lord, as uh, the beloved children of God as the name to which you were called as saints, covered by his promise. Calvary, the death and resurrection of our Lord. Okay, so as we continue here. Um, yes, walk as children of light. Closing, for the fruit of light, verse 9, is found in all that is good, right, and true. For the fruit, again, the fruit of life. Fruit of light. This is my light bulb right here, you see it? Now that fruit, that shining, that illumining, is good, right, and true. Now, what, what does that mean? Are we the ones that are providing that good, right, and true light? Is it, is it because we are emitting, uh, E-M-I-T, emit? Are we emitting this light um, in our goodness, in our righteousness, in our truth? No, it, it, it's all by John 15.5, right? It, it's all by the vine and the branches, Matthew 7, about the healthy tree bears good fruit, and the not-so-healthy tree bears not-so-healthy fruit. It's all because of the vine who is Christ. 
right? Remember, uh, uh, what does it say in the Catechism? Uh, hopefully I get this right. But it's a second article of the Creed, so that I may be his own, that is, why did Jesus die for me? So that I may be his own and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness. That righteousness, innocence, and blessedness is the blood of Christ that covers you. Right? So in the same way, when we talk about being the child of light, their good, right, and true is all about Jesus. You are good because of Christ. You are righteous because of Christ and what he has done for you. You are true because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Right? So, so again, this is all about Jesus. I know I, I'm always doing this about Jesus because it's all about Jesus. I know I always say it because it is, right? I, I don't know how, how to go around that in a sense of what this is all talking about. There's no separation from Christ when we talk about walking in love as, as, as Christ forgave you, as, as, as comparative or connected to, and, and here we see walk, um, walk as children of life, walk as you are in Christ Jesus, right? So, um, a lot of stuff here, right? A lot of tension with our weakness of flesh, but yet at the same time, a lot of comfort and joy in the redemption that our Lord is, as we are called to be his own, that we are all saints covered by his blood, and this is who we are. And there in that name, we proceed to walk as children of light. Okay? So, so right here, uh, as we close today, I know it's around, I try to make these 30 minutes, okay, we will stop here. Um, remember this this day, it, it's not that you're doing this on your own. It's not that you're fighting this battle by yourself, but rather it is, when we do fall short, there is repentance, there is forgiveness in Christ. There is trust in the sacraments and what the sacraments give to us for the forgiveness of our sins. And that's the Christian life. And as we continue to walk in this life of the gospel, there by the work of the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5, of course, the fruits of the Spirit, right? Um, uh, we continue in our being, in the joy of the gospel, as we rejoice in who we are as Christ loved us, as we walk as children of light. Let us pray. Dearly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. Uh, bless us uh, in, in, in this word as we continue to walk as your children. Lord, we know that we fall short. We see the tension that is at hand. Lord, in our sin, we do repent. Bless us, O Lord, in your forgiveness. Lead us, O Lord, in the comfort of your grace. And as your saints, named by your blood in the water and word of holy baptism and your death and resurrection, lead us, O Lord, as we walk as your children. We thank you this day. Bless us and sanctify us in your truth. For all these things we're thankful, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, friends, have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining me. And until next time, love you all, praying for you all. Have a wonderful day. God bless you. And until next time, this is Pastor Ernie Jung here at Faith Lutheran Church in Moorpark, California. Have a love you all, praying for you all. And until next time, repetitive this is. Adios. Goodbye. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to this Bible study presentation from Faith Lutheran Church in Moorpark, California. For more information, visit us on the web at faithmoorpark.com.